0: The Lord be with you. Welcome to Thin Places, the podcast channel of St. Aidan's Anglican Church in Nicholasville, Kentucky. I'm Father Lee, the pastor here at St. Aidan's, and I want to invite you to join me here each week as we join together to share common prayer, common worship, and common life. And just as the streams feed the trees on their banks to The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Saint Matthew. At that time Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding, and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. is light. The Gospel of the Lord. Will you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, for you are our strength and you are our Redeemer. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever, Amen. I invite you to be seated. When I was growing up, the idea of Jesus returning to Earth and inaugurating a new kingdom was not a comforting story to me. And I know that that sounds strange because, of course, you know we we know that that's the end of the story. So why wouldn't that be comforting? But the, the reality is that in my life, in my uh, context growing up, my religious context growing up, the idea of Jesus coming back was a scary idea. All of the stories were about uh, violence and revenge and destruction and death everywhere. Uh, and then the people who were good enough escaped somehow. That was the story that I grew up hearing about the end of the world. It was always about God unleashing God's wrath, unleashing God's rage, unleashing God's fury against creation, and destroying all of that. There was no joy in the idea of Christ's return, unless it was sort of a a joy that you want to keep hidden, like, oh, good, the bad guys are finally going to get theirs. But as I grew and as I read and as I studied more, I came to realize that that story of God's kingdom is not the story of God's kingdom that Jesus tells. And it's not the story of God's kingdom that we find in Scripture. It's the story of God's kingdom that we find revealed 18 1900 years after the story has ended. So I want to begin by saying this. Because nobody ever told me this when I was growing up. And so this may be the first time or the 50th time that you've heard it, but it's worth of all of us hearing this again. God Is not at war with his creation God's not at war with you God's not at war with your neighbors God is not at war with his creation now does that mean that there's not conflict in the world around us no we don't have to look very far at all to see conflict in the world all around us and we don't have to look very far to see our world Aligning itself against God and against God's kingdom, against the purposes of Christ and the mission of his church. We don't have to look very far to see that either. So what do I mean when I say that God is not at war with his creation? I mean this. Sin ultimately is about you and I giving over parts of ourselves to things that aren't God. Every time you and I choose to walk away from the commandments of the Lord, every time you and I fall into sin, every time you and I choose evil, what we're doing is giving away a part of ourselves to things that aren't God. Sometimes those things are material things. Sometimes those things are parts of ourself. Sometimes I'm giving myself to myself. Sometimes those things are other people. Sometimes those things are other demonic creatures and entities. Sometimes they're parts of creation or or political groups or ideologies. But when I give away part of myself to something that isn't God, what I'm doing is giving an offering before an image of not God. And when scripture talks about us giving offerings, giving of ourselves, placing part of ourselves before another creature that is not god what are we doing it's idolatry at the very very core of our being at the very very core of us as humans we are called to be people who worship god who give all of ourselves entirely, holding nothing back, expecting nothing in return to the Father, because that's the way the Father loves the Son, because that's the way the Son loves the Father, and because that's the life that God is revealing to us and inviting us to join in. He's calling us into this new way of being human this new way of living out the vocation that we were always given to give everything that we have to God. And when we start taking little parts of ourselves and throwing them at the feet of other idols, what we're doing is tearing ourselves apart. It's not that God is at war with his creation. It's that I'm at war with creation. I'm at war with myself, I'm at war with the people who are around me, I'm at war with the the entire community that's around me, and I am at war with God. I'm the one who's doing that. I'm the one who puts myself at odds with the kingdom of heaven. God's kingdom is not at war with creation. Where God's kingdom goes, there is restoration, and there is healing, and there is hope. The war isn't between heaven and earth, it's between me and earth. That's what sin is. It tears us apart. It uses violence in our own lives to tear us into pieces so that there's nothing left. It dehumanizes us. It makes us less than we are. It spreads us out and throws us at the feet of all of the idols that are around us all the time. That's what sin does. That's why St. Paul in his letter today says, I don't even understand what I'm doing. All of the things that I want to do are over here, and yet I'm over on the other side of this. I'm I'm off in this other strange land where where I only do the things that I don't want to do. I'm enslaved to all of these idols that are around me all the time. There are idols in my heart, and there's idols in my home, and there's idols in my checkbook, and there's idols in the world around me, and there's idols in, in, in the places of darkness in the world. I'm surrounded by idols. I'm pulled in a million different directions. And yet, God is here calling us back to the center. God is here calling us back and saying, I am at peace. You can be at peace. Give everything that you have and everything that you are to me. Because in Christ, in God's kingdom, we find hope and we find Peace and we find reconciliation. And that's the way that God's kingdom has been from the very beginning. Listen again to the words that Zechariah wrote Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion, shout aloud. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation. And what does he do? It brings an end to all wars the war in my heart against myself the war in my in, in my heart against the people who are around me the war in my heart against creation and the war in my heart against God the king is coming the righteous king who brings salvation is coming to bring an end to all wars. And he promises this, that you will be set free from that waterless pit that we have flung ourselves into, from that emptiness and hollowness that our idolatry has forced into our lives. He says, return to my stronghold, O prisoners of hope. For today I declare that I will restore you double. I will give you back everything and again God is calling us to himself he's calling us away from the feet of the idols in our hearts and in our homes and in our communities and in our worship he's calling us away from these things that distract us and pull us away from God and instead he's saying I want you to come home I want you to be Healed. I want you to come home. I want you to come back to my kingdom. I want you to come back into my stronghold and give yourself to me. And that's the hard piece, isn't it? To surrender ourselves completely, to give up control, to give up autonomy, to give up liberty and freedom. And instead to say, God, whatever you want is what I want. I give you everything that I have, everything that I am. I expect nothing in return. I just give myself to you, God, in the hope that you will restore, that you will make whole, that you are making all things new, to become prisoners of hope in the promise that the Lord is giving himself to us. That's his promise to us today. Are you tired of being torn apart into a million pieces? Are you tired of being enslaved to the idols that are all around you? Are you tired of being tired all the time? Are you tired of hopelessness? pointlessness, fruitlessness. Christ is inviting us to his table because his kingdom begins and is revealed here. This is the place where he reveals what it looks like for us to be fully human again, to give everything that we have and then to have the Lord bless that and return it to us. Not just Return it to us, but give back to us double. Give to us again and again and again, because that's the kind of kingdom that God is calling us into. A kingdom of restoration. A kingdom of hope. A kingdom of peace. The invitation of Christ is for you and I to stop fighting and to stop warring and to stop fearing and to stop giving ourselves away to all of the voices around us that are calling for our attention and instead turn and return to Jesus to lay ourselves at the feet of the cross to allow Christ's forgiveness and healing to fill us and begin to transform us to become prisoners of hope in the kingdom of god our father in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen thank you for checking out thin places today if you were blessed by your time with us and want to know more check out anchor.fm forward slash thin dash places for more homilies, devotionals, and worship from St. Aidan's Church in Nicholasville, Kentucky. And make sure to follow us and leave a comment and join us again next time in common prayer, common worship, and common life. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Others.